0: At your neighbor and tell them you are chosen to bear fruits. Oh, tell them like you mean it you are chosen to bear fruits. John chapter number 15, verse 10. John chapter number 15, verse 10. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my my father's commandment, and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants. For a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. And that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name he may give you. Here ends the reading of his holy word. Alright, let's read first John sorry, first Peter chapter two, verse nine. I want us to read it together as a family. Is that okay? First John chapter number two, verse number nine. Have you found it? Ready, let's go. First Peter, sorry, First Peter, chapter two, verse nine. Let's read it. Ready, go. You read it well, but I want you to read it louder. Is that okay? So let's try it again. Ready, go. But you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood a holy nation his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who has called you out of his darkness into his marvelous life hallelujah can we read it from the King James Version is that alright alright let's try it ready go but you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood A holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of his... Hallelujah. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. To proclaim means to announce officially, to publicly declare and to show. Hallelujah. So, he says that you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that he has assigned the duty of proclamation. The duty to proclaim or broadcast abroad his praise. Hallelujah. And um, I want us to go back to John chapter number 15, verse number 16. He says that you did not choose me, but I chose you and I appointed you that you should. Go and bear fruit, that your fruit should remain, that whatever you shall ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Now, this particular verse reminds me of the instruction God gave to Adam in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. He says that, And God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply and what? Replenish, have dominion. Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth. Subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living thing that is on the earth. Hallelujah. So God made an Adam one person and within him, he put the seed of fruitfulness hallelujah he put the seed of fruitfulness into him and gave him a command that he should go and be fruitful replenish and fill the earth hallelujah now that instruction hasn't changed amen that particular instruction hasn't changed Because just down the line, in Genesis chapter 9 verse 1, the Bible says that, And God blessed Noah and his sons, and said to them, what? Be fruitful and... Oh, I didn't hear you. Be fruitful and what? Now, anytime you hear a certain uh, command... Be repeated all the time, it means that that thing is very important and that thing has never changed. Hallelujah. God envisaged 8 billion people on the earth, but He created one. Am I making sense? He wanted 8 billion people, 8.5 billion people on the, on the planet Earth, but He created one person. And He said to the man, Be fruitful and multiply. When creation was wiped out in Genesis chapter 8 by the flood and he spared Noah and his sons. The same command was repeated. Be fruitful and multiply. Amen. When you go to uh, Matthew 28 verse um, 17, uh, is it 19? He said that go into the world and make disciples of what all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit and he says that teaching them to observe all things that have commanded you and lo i am with you even to the end of the world hallelujah so you see that the, the command never changed it hasn't changed hallelujah Because God expects you and I to be fruitful. Why? Because he has put inside of us everything that is is required to become fruitful. Are you with me? Everything inside of us to become fruitful is already in us. Amen. And that is why when you are not becoming fruitful, we call it a curse. Because When God blessed Adam, he said today, and then God blessed him and blessed them and said that be fruitful and multiply. Hallelujah. So, the reverse is that he cursed him and said that remain the same. Hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, if you're a Christian and you're not being fruitful, like Ekena was saying, that somebody gave Even though they may not have spoken to to him, they were in the obedience of that commandment of being fruitful. Are you with me? Because that is what you and I are required. It's a command. You see, a command is a command, it's a command any day. A command is not a suggestion, a command is not a discussion, a command is not an idea. A command does not take account of your feeling. A command does not take account of how things are around you. A command does not take account of the pressures you are facing. A command is a command. And it has to be obeyed. In the army, they say obey before complain. Because when a command goes out... The, 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 the reaction or the response to a command is obedience. Aten What does that mean? If you, are, if you are an army person and you hear attend, hut, you have to do something. <laughs> left, turn. Turn left. We have a soldier here, but he's a soldier that is out of <laughs> shape, so I'm not even going to embarrass him. Oh. He, just he just came from training. Okay. So, I'm not going to bring him. It's okay. But, but what I'm trying to make you understand is that It doesn't matter whether you had a running stomach stomach or not. When you are in the parade ground and it says attention, you have to do what? When they say that left hand, what do you do? When they say forward, march, what do you do? You march forward. Are you to me? Because it's a command. Excuse me, please. Excuse me, sir. Can I? my my stomach, can I I go? No! A command, you have to obey it. It is unfortunate that the modern day Christian is the only one in an army who never obeys any command. Because whether we like it or not, we are in God's army. We are soldiers for Christ and the command has gone out. He said, go into the world and make disciples of me. Preach the gospel. Woo! Hallelujah. Amen. And, and uh, Let's go back to... <laughs> some people want to take the message. Hijack my message. I'm not going to allow it. I will not allow my message to be hijacked by anybody. He says that... Verse 15 that's John 15, 15 says that no longer do I call you servants for a servant does not know what his master is doing. See, when I call you a servant, a servant just obeys. A servant just is not thinking is not in my, has not got my heart. Are you with me? a servant is there for the, the the salary so i am here they clock in they stay around if their master doesn't want them to do anything they just hang about when it's time they clock out and go home maybe they have like a few chores you sweep here you do this you do that you do that you do that so they do it there's no love, there's no empathy, there's no uh, thought. Do you understand? They don't envisage and imagine or have a vision for the house. Because they are just, they are just servants. Am I making sense? A servant doesn't have the heart of the father. What will happen to this house in the next 15 years? 7 don't care about that. Are you with me? So, Jesus was saying that up to this point, you have been servants. But now that I want us to go into multiplication and fruitfulness, you can never remain a servant. You now have to buy into my heart and into my mind to get my aim and aspiration for this whole ministry thing. So, I no longer call you servants, I call you what? Friends. Because a friend is the only one that knows. The secret of the person. Are you with me? In Genesis um is it 18. 18, the Bible says that God said, That shall I hide what I want to do from Abraham? Verse 70 says, Shall I hide what I want to do for, from Abraham, my friend? Seeing that he will instruct his family after me. Because if he's my friend, then I cannot keep secrets. I have to tell him. I have to. The thing is, I have decided I want to go and destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. I want to destroy it. But how can I go and do such a thing when he is not a servant, he is actually a friend. I need to reveal the secret. Hallelujah. In the same way, Jesus couldn't reveal the secrets to fruitfulness to servants. He had to reveal the uh, secret of fruitfulness to friends. So, from that point, he says, okay, I'm going to show you the secret. Now, this is the secret. Number one, you did not choose me. I chose you. Now, when somebody says that I have chosen you, what does it mean? Last, Last week, we talked about it. Chosen means what? There are options, number one. Number two is what? Chosen means what? It's a privilege. Oh, I I come alive. Chosen means what? Yes. The value lies in the one who is chosen. He has seen something valuable in the thing that he has chosen. And last week I was saying that not the prettiest comes to the altar to get married. Oh, not the most handsome is married. You may have met five, group, five friends on the same day. All of them handsome men. But then you chose one. And uh, when the day of the wedding comes and we see the groomsmen. We look at some of them. Then we look at some of them. They we, we look at some of them. And then we look at the one that is the groom. And then we are looking at. Why? why then you begin to ask yourself. You won't say it aloud, but you think it. Why him? And not that one or the other one, and the other one, or the other one. And I said to you, it is because the one who is doing the choosing can see something that everyone else can see. The value of the choice lies in the one making the choice, the choosing. The one who chooses is the one that has the value. And he says that, see your calling, First Corinthians 1. See your calling, how not many wise. How not many noble? but God has made has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise and the base things of this world He has chosen to, to shame the things that are mighty. Hallelujah. God has chosen, and I said that the, God's choices looks foolish to everybody. It doesn't look much. God will choose the people that went into the cave of Adullam, people in, in distress, in debt, discontented, you know, distressed, disappointed, broke, discombobulated, you know, all the this. He chooses and he takes them into a, a, a cave, and then he washes them, he tumble dries them. And he brings them out as mighty men. Hallelujah. From disappointed to a mighty man. Wow. 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 Because God has made a choice. And I said to you that the fact that God has cho- you somebody has chosen you doesn't mean you choose them. You also have to choose. Are you with me? The fact that God has chosen doesn't mean that you have chosen God. You also have to choose God. And the way you choose God is by doing what he wants you to do. Ooh. The way you choose the man is by, by agreeing to marry him. Yes. Yes. Other, if a man says that, I, I like you, I want to marry you, and you don't like the person, then there will be no marriage. How many understand that? It's very simple. There will be no marriage because it's like, I like you. No, don't like me. Somebody, I like you, I'll think about it then i'll pray about it you know one of the things that they bring a ring and then they kneel down and then the person walks away Ooh. and you want to do it in the middle of the mall you do it in the middle of everybody you hired uh, somebody to play violin somebody to play saxophone they got prince to sing and prince was singing and you had the ring in the air and the lady walked away. Because your choice must be your cho- choice. Otherwise, there, there, there's a problem. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So there, there, there has to be a fact that God has chosen us. We must also choose Him. How do we choose God? We choose Him by becoming fruitful otherwise we have walked away from from him he has chosen you but does that mean you have also chosen him and I said to you that there is a reason for God choosing you and he has made it very clear that you did not choose me but I chose you that and appointed you to be a priest that you should go And bear fruit that your fruit should remain. Hallelujah. So my vision for choosing and appointing you is for you to be fruitful. That's why I said chosen to be fruitful. You have been chosen to be fruitful. You have not been chosen to be a decoration. You have not been chosen to be paid. Modern day Christians, we think that God has chosen us to pay us. To bless us to, to us, to prosper us. So it's all about breakthrough that you are, you are believing God for. When you have never ever answered the reason why He chose you. It's like wanting to be paid when you haven't done a day's work. Put the scripture back so that you see it. John fifteen, sixteen. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit that your fruit should remain. What he's saying is that I have chosen you, we've gone through that. It means I had so value in you. I have appointed you means I have equipped you. Because to appoint means to equip. If you are not equipped as an army general, I cannot appoint you as an army general. It will be a a mistake to appoint you as a a general when you don't have the necessary, you know, equipment and education to operate in that uh, rank. Are you with me? So he says that I have appointed you means that what you need to be fruitful you already have. Mm -hmm. So if you decide not to be fruitful, it's on you. Oh, I don't know a lot of scriptures. Well, I don't know a lot of the Bible. You don't need to know a lot of the Bible. Your life itself is a testimony. Just share your testimony and that is all you need. Or you can be a David. So you see, there is no excuse for you and I not to be fruitful. Oh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. There is no excuse. As if these guys knew that this was the message that was coming today. But it looks like everything has tied up. Because it's like somebody's made a silent prayer in their room. They said that, God, I need a church. You know, somehow God directs somebody to connect. Because assume, assume that there are over 5,000 people making the same prayer. Looking for a church. And you are the person that must go and preach and you decide that you are ashamed of the gospel so you don't preach the message that the choir's administration also ties that we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it's the power of God unto salvation what that God needs from you is to share the gospel and he has the power within the gospel to bring about salvation but we need to go We need to encourage, uh, talk to somebody. We need to share the word. We need to invite somebody. You need to do your bit. Even if it's on Instagram. Instagram. You know, that sort of nonsense that people put on TikTok. Why don't you preach your two minutes? What does Christ mean to me? Hashtag, what does Christ mean to me? Everybody, go and put it on your yes, TikTok. Sir. Yes, sir. And give, give 30 seconds, 30 seconds, one minute testimony of what Christ or who Christ means to you. What Christ, the difference that Christ has made in my life. Put it on your WhatsApp status, put it on your Facebook, Facebook put it on your Instagram, put it on your Twitter. Hallelujah. You are destined, you have been appointed to be fruitful. So, it's inside of you. If you choose not to do it, it's on you. I don't know whether you are getting what I'm saying. If you choose not to do it, it's on you. And, and Jesus said, guys, guys, now I have promoted you. You are no longer servants. You are no, now what? Friends, so let me show you how to become fruitful. Number one. Number one is you need to die. John chapter 12 verse 24, the Bible says, except a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if, somebody say, but if. But if it dies, it produces what? Much grain. Hallelujah. Except a grain of corn falls to the ground and dies it will never ever bear fruit in the same way unless you and I die to ourselves we will not bear fruit unless we die to our shame we will not bear fruit unless we die to what we think people think about us we will not bear fruit unless we die to what embarrassment what we think people how people will look at us in some way you know when a grain falls to the ground people step on it Worms grow around it. And ants will walk all over it. Are you with me? Dogs will try and kick it. Hallelujah. Because it's dead. You see, when, they say when you sleep, only 11% of your faculty, your organs are at work. But when you die, 0% of your organs are at work. I don't know whether you got it. When you sleep, you know, sleep looks like death. When you sleep, only 11% of your organs are working. Your respiratory system, you know, digestive system, you know, a few of those things are working. The rest is, is at, at break. Do you, you get it? But when you die, 0% of your organs are at work. And he says that if you want to be fruitful, 0% of, your, of you should work. Let me tell you the greatest example of this particular thing I'm talking about, except a grain of corn die falls to the ground and die, is abides alone. Is Jesus Christ Himself? In Isaiah chapter six, he says, verse eight, that who shall I send, and who will go? Who shall I send, and who will go? Then Isaiah said he heard. Jesus said, Here I am I send me. So he came to the earth. Except a grain of corn falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. So he came to walk around and be crucified and die. And when he died, whosoever believes on him shall not. Perish, but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. What did he send him to do? He sent him to die. And as soon as he died, you and I, as many as received him, to them he gave the power To become what? Sons of God. As many. And it took dying. dying. Am I making sense? In the same way, it will take dying from you. Mm. Dying from me. Mm. To become fruitful. As a Christian, if you are refusing to die, you are refusing to bear fruit. You are refusing to be embarrassed. You invite somebody and they don't come. You give a flyer to somebody or speak to somebody about Christ and say, no, 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 I'm not interested. Or, or you say, and they, 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 they question you. If God is God, how come people are dying all over the world? And you seem to, they, they make you feel silly. A dead person doesn't feel embarrassed. Have you, have you not seen that? When you, if you've ever been to the mortuary, they don't put clothes on them, on the, on the cops. And the, the, the cops are not embarrassed. <laughs> Nobody in this, in this place will allow me to take all their clothes off and put them here. Not whilst you are alive. Are you with me? But when, as soon as you die, you don't mind. In the same way, if you have a lot of feelings, a lot of coverings, a lot of what if, what if, what if, I don't want to be, embarrassed, I don't want to be exposed. I cannot be here and, and, and bear my nakedness in front of everybody sitting here. It means you are too much alive. And if you are too much alive, you cannot be fruitful. Am I making sense? So Jesus said that except a grain of corn falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. Hallelujah. And then he said to them, the second thing is that you need you need me without me, you can do nothing. We have gone, so I'm going back to John 15, the beginning. Let's start from verse 4. It says that, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it what abides in me. Neither can you unless you abide in me. So he's saying that the second most important secret that you need to know now that you are my friends is that you need to abide in me. The reason why we struggle to become fruitful as Christians is because we ourselves we are not abiding. I don't know whether you are getting it. You yourself your relationship with Jesus is suspect. And if it is suspect, then you cannot abide. You cannot, you cannot be fruitful. I don't know whether you are getting it. You need him. He says that, verse 5 I am the vine, you are my, the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do what? nothing. So, if you are not abiding and you try to do something, it will come to nothing. Hallelujah. So, you need to abide. To abide means what? To remain. To abide means to be planted. To abide means to be uh, they create an incision and they, they tie you into it. They engraft you. Do you understand? To abide means to be engrafted. To abide means to do the word. Now, when we say abide in Christ, people are a bit confused because how do I abide in Christ? John chapter 1, verse 1, the Bible says, In the beginning was the word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst men. And we beheld Him as the Word of God Himself. For in Him was life and the light of men. And the light, verse 5 says, that shines in the darkness and the darkness comprehends it not. Hallelujah. Are you understanding what I'm trying to say? So, you see, to abide means to do the word. Because the more of the word you do, the more of the word comes into you. The more of the word you do, the more of the word comes into you. I don't know who was saying that uh, as they started teaching others, they understood the course better. Was that Pascal? The more you teach others, the more you learn. Isn't that that right? The more you practice the word, the more the word you abide in and the more the word comes into you. The reason why we struggle with the word is because we are not doing what we have heard. We are not practicing what we read. Come to church, you sit down, you are an observer. You write the notes down. You've been writing the notes since 1963. You haven't read any of them now. You haven't even used one. Some of us don't even write anything because some of us when the pastor is preaching, you are doing a list for shopping list after he have to go or you are checking your Instagram as I'm preaching or you're on your Facebook as I'm preaching. D- do you get it? How can you be fruitful? You are not abiding. You are around the, the, the branch You are around the tree. You are around the vine. I am the vine. You are the branches. Every branch in me, that bears fruit. He prunes that he will bring forth more fruit. You have to abide in me before you can bear fruit. And when you abide in me and you are bearing fruit, then you give me the opportunity to prune you which means that to chop some things off you if i can chop some things off you then you can become more fruitful some of us number one we are not abiding and if we try to abide a little bit it's like we'll do only what we want to do not what you want us to do so as i'm talking you the things you like you take the things you don't like you reject I will do this, but I won't do that. I'll do this. I'll do I, I can go only up to here, but I can't. No, 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 no. The, if you are going to be in me, then I am. He says that I am the vine. My father is what? The vine dresser. The vine dresser has a reason for planting the vine. And has a reason to till the ground for the vine. Has a reason for you being here. And your being here is to for you to become fruitful. Hallelujah. And for you to become fruitful, to allow yourself to be chopped, yeah, there has, has to be pruning. Some things all must come off you. They must come. Am I making sense? There are some things that, you see, to, to prune means to cut something that is part of you that hurts. Nah, I don't know whether you are getting it. You know, anytime you, something is being cut off you, it's painful. That if that thing is not cut off, you cannot become fruitful. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you have to abide in the word. That means do the word and allow the word to prune you. Let's finish. Um, what verse was I on? Verse, was it verse 15? John 15. We are going back to our root. Our root verse. Five. Did I get to five? Yeah, verse 6. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. The reason why sometimes we don't stay Christian for a very long time is because we are not abiding in the first place. That is why we wither easily. That is why we backslide easily. That is why we get tired easily. That is why we get frustrated easy because there's no nutrients coming into us. You see, as a branch, you feed off the stem. So, the nutrients come from the stem to the branch. And as the nutrient is coming from the stem to the branch, it brings food. And as the food comes, then you are able to produce fruits. But if you have branch that is has has been severed from the stem, you are dead. You are you are it looks like you are alive, but actually you are dead. It is just a matter of time. You see yourself just dying because there was no nutrients coming into you. You are just there. Since January tonight, you haven't prayed at by yourself before. You haven't read the Bible before. Are you abide? Are you connected to the stem at all? When you start praying, Jesus will say, Who is that? I don't recognize the You know how many, how many in this place you you saw a phone, the phone call, and you saw the you looked at the caller ID, you don't recognize the number. And if you don't recognize the number, you don't want to pick it. In the same way, can you imagine God sees your 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 caller ID He sees your name? Who is? What a melandra. Who is that person? You know, sometimes I get funny calls. I get funny messages. Please call agent. Who are you? Pastor, you are needed. Call agent. I'm not calling. I don't know you like that. Don't call me. So they call me about 2 a.m., 3 a.m. I said, no. If it's 3 a.m. die, when you die, I'll come and bury you. No problem. <laughs> I'll wear my long gun and come and bury you. Sharp. That one is a problem. Because I don't know you like Very that. Easy. But see when I know you. And you call at 3 a.m. I'll be, I'll be in my car immediately. Because you are bad. Yes. Wherever you are, I need to come there. And I'll come. And I'm just a normal, mere human being. An insignificant one at that. And even if I will run and come, can you imagine what Jesus will do? When you are abiding, he's one of your own, you will rush there. Hallelujah. So he says that if anyone does not abide, he's cast off as a branch and withers. And they gather them and throw them into the fire. And they are burned. Verse 7 says that if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask whatever you will and it shall be done unto you. The reason why sometimes it's difficult for your prayers to be answered is because you are not abiding. Because the word if is conditional clause. It's a condition. If means that if you have answered all the previous verses then Say, if, if it doesn't rain, I will come to your house. It means it depends on the rain, the weather, isn't it? It means if it rains, forget it. If it doesn't rain, I will be there. So if it's a condition. Say, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, then you shall ask what you will and it shall be done. So this is number one, you must die. Number two, you need to abide in him. Number three, are you guys helping me? Or you have hijacked my notes and not doing anything with them? Where are we? So we say fruitfulness starts when you die. Fruitfulness comes through abiding in Christ. Abiding in the word. Doing the word, isn't it? Then lasting fruit comes through love. We are in verse 9. Lasting fruit will come through what? Love. See that if, as the Father has loved me, I also have loved you abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I've kept my father's command and abide in his love. Now, what has love got to do? What's love got to do with it? What's love got to do with fruitfulness? What's love got to do with being fruitful? Now, Mister and Missus Clo, love Love is got to do with fruitfulness of you producing a baby. Because love is what made you go to her. Love is what made you speak. Oh, stop it! Let me okay let me find somewhere else let me no, okay Sharon and Sammy too at the back I can use them Sammy isn't love the thing that made you approach this girl absolutely I think he has preached my message Because without love, there's no way you would have approached her. No. And you see, I am sure, Sammy, I've been speaking to you about this, but I'm sure that when you approached her first time, she was a bit rude. She was very, very rude. Now, she herself is saying very rude because I know her. She has rude tendencies, especially to those she doesn't know. So, she was rude, isn't it? Brother, we are in church. Don't don't be political. Let's talk. She cannot leave you. Now, you now she's hooked. She was rude, but love made you continue. She tried to throw you off, but love made you persist and persevere. Even when she was not, you know, she's like, oh, I... I. Where, where do you live? I, uh, I'm busy. Uh, don't call me. To, uh, I'm de- yeah, call Isn't that what she was doing? But because of love, you persisted and persevered. You see, when she traveled, love made you buy credit to call her all the time. Preacher. Uh, Preacher. I think I'm preaching more than you're amening. Preacher. 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 Even when you don't have credit, you generate credit. Yeah. All the MTN sellers around the area know you. Because you are buying credit and credit. Every day as soon as you go, they look at your face. You say the usual. Then they give it to you. Data, 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 data. You bought all the data. The data you bought could buy a little car. But love love kept you going. <laughs> People are trying to preach my message. (laughs) How many understand what I'm saying? In the same way, if you love, you will have compassion. If you love, you will be patient. If you love, you persist. Even when the person throws you off, you keep going again. Because love empathizes. Love will make you empathetic. That, listen, if I were in this person's place, I would want somebody... To keep pressing. Hallelujah. How many you were some way when somebody tried to speak to you? Give me a wave. If when you were, you were very some way. But you were glad they didn't give up on you. How many were like Me, I used to jump walls. Those, those, those used to tell me, Mr. Kelly, she was, she was in another city. Me, the person was chasing me. I used to jump wall. When he's coming, When he comes this way, I'll jump the wall and escape. But I thank God he never gave up. I said, I thank God he never gave up. Because love is what will make you persist. The reason why some brothers don't get some sisters is because they don't know how to persist. Did you, did you, the, the first no, you see, to see you, the, oh, are you are you a yellow jelly belly person? Go again, keep going until the yes, the no becomes a yes. Don't give up. It's like oh, I have I have a boyfriend. I'm not interested in your boyfriend. I didn't see any ring on your finger, so it's all play all until the ring is on your finger. I have a chance, and I'm not stopping. Ah. You see, when you when you go to a lady and she has no ring, it means all play all. There is a chance. There's a chance. Listen, let's compete. So let's say I am interested he is interested. May the best man win. It doesn't matter whether he has been here for four years before I came. So long as I don't see a ring, I have a chance and I will keep persisting. So you have to, now let's, it's a test between us. Let's see your your rap and let me see my rap and see who, who will win. It's
1: called Riz. Riz, Riz. It's called what? Riz. Riz.
0: Okay. Okay, I don't know what race means, but hey, it's all right. Hallelujah. How many understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Listen, we are not being persistent because we don't love the people. (laughs) We are not being persistent. You go and visit the person, you go and invite the person once, they, they, they turn you off. They I'll come and they don't come. They just, listen, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. So you just leave it. No. If you love, see, and he goes on to say, greater love has no man than this, than for a man to lay down his life for his friends. If you love, you will lay down your life. Go and visit the person. I don't have any clothes to wear. Oh, I can give you my Wait, clothes. I have jumper, I have you go ahead. I have paracetamol here. Yeah. Say, my clothes are not ironed. I'll iron. You go and in, jump into the shower. I'm ironing for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Without love, we will never ever be fruitful. What makes a man and a woman have children? Starts with love. One person saw one, and liked the person, and liking became love, and love made persistence, perseverance, price paid. And as the price was paid, communication started, and everything. Then he proceeded from that place to marriage, and from marriage to babies, and then they became fruitful. Hallelujah! How many understand what I'm saying? The message is self-explanatory, isn't it? First Peter two, is it Second Peter two or First Peter two? You, you know the verse I want to that like, you are telling me. You are telling me what my verse is. Second Peter one, not First Peter. Verse seven is that to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For if these things are yours or inside of you and abound, you will neither be what barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short sighted even to blindness and have forgotten. Hallelujah. Have forgotten that he was cleansed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you, are, you don't add brotherly kindness and love to it, then you are short-sighted and you will not be... See, the reason why we are not brotherly kind to people is because we don't think it's necessary for fruitfulness, but it is. If you don't love and have compassion, do you understand? Be nice. Be nice. You see, the world is looking for love. That is why love songs still sells. Love songs have been selling since the 50s. Beginning of time. Love movies, love songs sell to today. Love songs are selling. Why? Because love is needed. Love is like air. Love is like food. Human beings need food. They need uh, water. They need love. Are you with me? There is no body under the face, surface of the air. Well, that doesn't respond to love hallelujah if you show somebody love they will respond if you show somebody that you care they will gravitate towards you Uh, you get what I'm saying one of the problems we Christians have is our lack of loving the unlovable it's very easy to love people that are lovable People are lovely. People you can easily love. is very easy. But it's not easy to love the unloved. But I read somewhere in the Bible that God commended his love towards us. In that whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. His love was not commended when we were lovely. But when we're in the muck, in the mire, when we're so dirty, when we're so filled with sin, that is when his love was even the best and the most. Are you with me? I mean, like, uh, Pastor Glad, and Bula went to the prison, was it Tuesday or Thursday? And you didn't know the people. But your being there and your show of love made them hardened criminals they opened up to you and they were willing to accept the love that you had to give. Are you with me? I don't care how hardened the person looks like. If you are willing to give love, they'll be willing to open up to receive love. Hallelujah. There's a guy in Ukraine, he built the biggest church in Europe by just showing love to the unlovables. That's all went to the crackheads the what do you call it the ex-convicts those who prostitutes you know the thieves and everything and he started showing love empathy compassion towards them brotherly kindness towards them and they all gravitated to the gospel he was preaching I don't care what gospel you preach if you show love that means Christ must be there if the gospel you are preaching does not include love forget it Hallelujah. Because God is love. And he who loves is of God and knows God. Am I making sense? Yeah. And he says that if these things are not in you, then you cannot be fruitful. Touch your neighbor and tell that it's time for you to be fruitful. Tell them that I, I want to see your fruit. Ask them, how many disciples do you have? What did they say? A disciple is the the one that follows somebody. So how many people are following you to church? If no one is following you, that means you are fruitless. Stand to your feet. Let's pray.